0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of FlightCast, the Infinite Flight Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rosewell, and as always, today we'll talk about the mobile flight simulator, Infinite Flight. If you found us because you're an Geek, but you've never heard of Infinite Flight, head over to the App Store on your iOS device or Google Play for Android and search for Infinite Flight. The links will be in the comments for this episode. One of the things that all apps and programs have in common is this, they all break. They don't always work as expected for every user, and that can be one of the most frustrating user experiences ever. You've worked hard for your money, or your parents have worked hard for their money, which they've given to you. Either way, someone has worked hard for it, and you've spent it on this amazing piece of software, and now it's broken. Or is it? On today's episode, I'm excited to have with me from Tacoma, Washington, test pilot community manager, and head of customer and technical support for Flying Development Studio, David Israel. David, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'd love to start off by learning a little about you. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background in
1: aviation? Are you a pilot? I am not a pilot. Uh, I just love flight sims, always have since I was little. Um, And ironically, I have I didn't always, but I now currently have a terribly irrational fear of flying. No kidding. For for real, yeah. Really? So, yes, I, I, I can't really explain it very well. It's just uh, as I got older, I got more and more concerned with the aircraft I was on. <laughs> so does that include any type of aircraft? You know, I would probably get on something smaller if I knew the pilot. And be fine. I think it's just I have this control problem as I've gotten older. I I just, for some reason, you know, you see the things in the news, I I go overreact to aircraft or airline disasters. And then I used to read a lot about them and learn about them, like what went wrong, how they happened. And a lot of them were just, you hear these terrible disasters were just so easily avoidable. And that freaked me out (laughs) enough to where I just developed an irrational fear of flying. And I haven't flown since oh, 1996
0: wow so did, do you feel like that holds you back from things that you want to
1: get done no not really uh, you know my wife and I will will joke about travel sometimes uh, she'll say we want to you know she wants to go to Japan or something which I would love to do I'd love to see the world especially Japan or any part of Asia really uh, but I talk, we joke about it, and I say I just you know as soon as they build that bridge, I'm all about going over there. I got one word for you, man.
0: Yeah, drugs.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: yep. You yep. can't I be sh- afraid if you're asleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that I have to qualify the part where I said I haven't flown since '96. I haven't flown sober since '96. <laughs> now, after, after that, I, I had gotten on a couple planes by myself. Uh, you know, and um. I medicated myself, uh, washing it down with some pretty strong airline Bloody Marys. <laughs> the only problem with that is I have no idea what happened during the flight. Right, and we should probably
0: put out a disclaimer here. <laughs> don't do drink that. responsibly. <laughs> don't get on an airplane when you're inebriated.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't. They, they don't like that. If unless you're, you
0: know, quiet. Right. If you're, and, if you're just a fall asleep drunk, then that's okay, right?
1: Yeah, I just did it so I could chill out and not have a flip out while I'm on the plane.
0: Well, that's really <laughs> interesting. I'm sure that some of our listeners will be able to relate to that. Um, yeah. Well, I, I hope, hope you so. get over your fear of flying and uh, can take to the skies to yeah. take your wife on vacation. And until then, you know, there's boats. There are boats.
1: I do hear about that. It's more, you know, it's not a fear of flying as much as a fear of being a passenger with a bad pilot. Uh Or more of a fear of stopping very suddenly. (laughs) Well, maybe you need (laughs) to make more uh, pilot friends then. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) All right, so you've been with Flying Development Studio for a while. Um, Tell us how you got started with them and what your role was at the start. Uh,
1: Well, it goes back to right about when they very first launched on uh, iOS in iTunes, and Forgive me, I don't remember the year that was. Seems like it was forever ago, but I discovered the app in the App Store, and I was like, oh, wow, how awesome and alternate to the uh, competitors who I was losing my patience with, but uh, that's a different story I suppose. So I bought it, <laughs> downloaded it, and just loved it. And I emailed them. I didn't know who I was emailing at the time. Turned out it was Matthew LeBon. And he was really, really nice, and I told him how much I love flight sims and how much I really like his and how great it is to have something new for the mobile platform when there was really so few flight simulators or f- at least few legitimate flight simulators for mobile. And uh, I guess he appreciated my enthusiasm, and I asked if I could help in any way to beta test, um, and he said, sure, yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, I'm beta testing, and then I'm—I uh, was harassing him for all the time about things I found that might need fixing or could be tweaked, or you know, just general beta tester stuff. And uh, about a year and a half, maybe, uh, almost two years ago, I think uh, he and Philippe asked me if I would like to join the Flying Development Studio team as their community manager, and and that's here I am. And of course I jumped on that. I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity ever. So you're the
0: community manager and I know you've got a few other roles, but is that, mm-hmm. is your job with Flying Development Studio now your bread and butter? Or is this like, is this something you've kind of transitioned into
1: or is it on top of something else? It is my bread and butter at the t- at this time. Yes. Uh, I, I, this is my main day job so to speak. Uh, it's not as full-time as everyone might is, might think, but I do put in plenty of hours and uh, take it very seriously, actually. So I, I love it, and because of certain physical limitations like a bad neck and back, I, I can't sit in front of a computer all day. Mm. And, and this is perfect because I can work from anywhere. I can lay down. If, I'm, if I slip a disc in my neck, I lay down, I go to work right there. <laughs> perfect so yeah and it's awesome any job that you can do while laying in bed is a great job yeah you can't beat that
0: (laughs) well and from anywhere too you know I I can do my job with as long as I have a laptop so it's it's great excellent yeah so we mentioned that you've got a couple of roles Um, Mm -hmm. you started out as well, why don't you just – I'll let you tell it. Um, well, you your community manager and what is – first mm-hmm. of all, what does that mean? And then maybe you can kind of uh, lead
1: into some of your other roles with uh, FDS. Sure, sure. Uh, well, community manager is uh, – when they uh, brought it up at the time, it was something I'd never heard of. But it's basically managing the uh, social media aspects and helping bring – All the fans kind of bring them together in a world where they can communicate with each other, talk about their passions of infinite flight, and uh, just enjoy themselves. So most of what I really do, though, is uh, customer service and technical support, in addition to also going over um, or creating, sorry, uh, weekly events that we will host, like, turbulent tuesday or friday night flight and i guess uh, oh i've made a couple tutorial videos uh, when when uh, capturing the video was not a problem ios has certain limitations with that and my computer is no help so Hopefully that won't be a problem much longer, since the recording on the screen should be something that'll be available in the not too distant future, thanks to a new, thanks to iOS 9, I believe. So that's your voice that we heard on the tutorial videos. That's me.
0: I knew something sounded familiar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's I appreciated me. those, by the way. Those were very helpful. Good. I'm glad. They, I think they might be a little outdated now. i uh, but. Uh, um. You know what? Yeah. I've still sent a few people to them. They're, they're. I think they're a great resource.
1: That's good. Especially I'm glad. for newbies. I'm glad they can still help. That's amazing.
0: So, when you first started out, you were a, a test pilot. Are you still, um, you know, a part of the quote-unquote private beta group
1: uh, testing new aircraft? I am. Yes, uh, I still do that. Do I guess they call it the Alpha Private Team? So I forgive me if I don't know the exact terminology. I tend to ignore titles like that. Sometimes. And by the way,
0: folks, I'm not being uh, obtuse here. I am not a part <laughs> of this elite squad. <laughs> so I'm that I, my questions are legit. I'm not
1: I'm not pretending to not be a part of it. No, that's cool. People wanna know probably. For it's sure. A lot harder, so, it's a lot harder to get involved with testing now as it was when they were just starting out. Right, so when they're just starting out, they're still
0: finding people, and at the at the time, there were no there was no live right. So the community, right. I would assume the community was uh, quite a bit smaller. They were still growing their fan base,
1: and you kind of uh, got in on the ground floor. Basically, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, you know, Infinite Flight Fan Group IFFG on Facebook is um, another great example of how the community is has taken off and continues to thrive and expand.
0: All right. Well, let's get into the technical and customer support side of things. Um, what's the best way for customers to deal with their problems uh, they might be experiencing
1: with the game? A lot of problems are really very easy to resolve uh, and don't necessarily require any expertise or even any need to contact anybody. Of course, they're welcome to, but there are things that everybody can do for you know, your basic troubleshooting. Uh, most common is somebody will say or communicate that they're, they have, the app has crashed or just suddenly just goes right back to the start screen and they can't start it back up. And in most cases, that's really just uh, caused by the device CPU running slower, getting a little overburdened, and the onboard memory, the RAM, will get overtaxed. So then the app's just shut down. And With these devices, the best way to resolve that is really just close out any apps that may have been still running in the background and completely shut down the power of the device, restart it, relaunch the app, and a lot of the time, problem's gone.
0: There's a saying in technical support, uh, if in doubt, reboot.
1: Exactly, yeah. And for anyone who's
0: a fan of uh, the show The IT Crowd… The first thing IT will ask you, have you tried turning it off and on again?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So you've heard it from the technical support man himself, folks. If you're having a problem, try restarting. Restart Mm -hmm. the game, restart your phone, restart your tablet, whatever it happens to be. Then call the IT guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean like a full power shutdown not just uh you know closing everything down and restarting the apps but actually shutting the power off on the device and then restarting it fresh with no other apps running yeah, that power usually cycle, will fix it.
0: yeah power cycle can often fix a lot of things that are going on um like you said problems with memory problems mm-hmm. with disk storage and i don't i don't know all the technical terms
1: for mobile development but um that's okay neither do i first thing to try right <laughs> right definitely the first thing to try and and as far as live is concerned it will help sometimes with lag problems people will often have issues where they say gosh i'm online and it's just chugging going super slow most most of the time almost all the time that's really just the device has gotten really slow gotten it's been on too long too many things were running and it's kind of got some background issues that are occupying the available system resources which slow it down so It'll help with live, and it wouldn't hurt once in a while to restart your Wi-Fi router and modem once in a while.
0: Mm, okay, yeah, probably a lot of things that people wouldn't
1: necessarily think of. Yeah, and nobody really wants to do that, but sometimes, you know, if you, if you think about it and you do that first, you, you may just find out that, hey, problem solved. Right. Okay, so what are some of the most common
0: things that people are opening help tickets for these days? Uh, when is the update? Oh my gosh <laughs> When is the update is the most common ticket right now? okay, people, this is why this this is why the man slips discs in his back, okay? You've gotta <laughs> stop asking when the update's coming up for goodness sake in
1: in my it's actually my neck, but yeah, I give myself whiplash with a <laughs> jolt going oh come on please not again but i understand i get it they you know they're in their they're in their house they're in their world they don't see all the things i see so nobody's asking them every day when the update is they just have it and they're excited and they want to know so I, i get it i get it but we tend to answer those questions a lot and the answers are often already out there Such as, like, on Facebook or on the new community forum, there will be information about progress or hints of what we're working on and whatnot. I say we loosely. I'm not working on any of that except for the testing part because I don't do any coding or development.
0: Sure. Sure. That's fair. But Uh, yeah. uh, You you seem, just by talking to you for a little while now, David, you seem like a really even keel guy. How does, (laughs) I mean, I couldn't do your job because I, you know some of you have probably noticed on iffg i'm a sarcastic guy i'm not going to um you know my my answers to questions might be serious they might not be uh, how do you how do you do this day in and day out and not want to
1: you know throw your computer out the window fortunately you know those particular instances of frustration don't occur very often uh When they do, I mean, it's gonna happen when you're dealing with people in any form. You're gonna get frustrated, but and I probably lost my cool now and then. I try really hard not to, and uh, I've usually caught it pretty quick and said, "Gosh, I'm sorry. I really didn't mean it to sound like that or whatever." Because I I understand how people are feeling. They are usually if they're contacting me, it's usually because something has gotten them upset to the point where they need to send somebody else a message. So I try to put myself in their shoes because I've been.
0: They've been. They've spent money on this so right it, it, right I guess that's the important part
1: is to try and put yourself in their shoes right yeah exactly I try to do that and uh, I try to show them the way you know so to speak uh, by disarming them as best as I can uh, there's a since it's worldwide that's not always easy there are a lot of completely different cultures I do not understand that don't quite I don't know if they if what the right word is but they don't always understand the nature of what I'm trying to communicate to them because it's in text through right. email oftentimes the attitude in an email has nothing to do with the sender but the mood of the person reading it mm. and I can't control that so it's it's touchy so it can be difficult right but I it's it's fun most a lot of times I've had people write me who were just ripping me a new um, bottom <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And I just, I've answered them in a way that was uh, friendly, a little bit sarcastic, but to a point where I was trying more than anything to make them kind of take a deep breath and, and and laugh. Right. And and I've had them go, Gosh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I I started this message totally inappropriate. I'm really sorry I said those things. You're doing, you know, you're trying to help me, and it, it's it's usually ended well. I can I could probably count on one hand how many times it's backfired if only we could,
0: it'd be helpful in your job sometimes, I think, to just see the person face to face because they say that, mm-hmm. what is it, some, some very high percentage of what we communicate is body language. So, it, yeah. you know, over 75% of what we're saying is not what we're saying, but how mm-hmm. we're saying it, right? So Precisely, if yeah. you, you don't have that benefit, so nope. um, yeah, it just makes it that much more
1: difficult for you. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like you. I'm naturally sarcastic. I have a interesting sense of humor. I've been told, and uh, I can, I can go into strange directions with it sometimes. But is that a polite th-
0: way of saying you're a huge weirdo?
1: That might be actually, yeah. Thanks,
0: that's good. <laughs> <laughs> see, we can't see each other right now, uh, so you can't see my body language. But that was said in jest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So we've already talked about uh, people asking for the update. What are what are some more uh, hot ticket items?
1: The, really, other than that, the most common legitimate questions are just what we were talking about a little while ago. Uh, the app crashed, and or they can't they can't sign on so a lot of that I, with since live has come there've been a huge amount it seems to me maybe not i might be exaggerating but it, there's a significant number of tickets coming in where people say gosh you know i tried logging in on my facebook and it says no account found or or whatever but i only have this one facebook and i need you guys to fix it it's, well okay Every time that has happened, it's turned out that they just forgot, and it really was a different Facebook or it was a different Google Plus account. Right. Because the system that can't take your credential when you sign in and change it, that's something only the owner of that account can do. And that means either they changed it by, say, deactivating a Facebook or deactivating a Google Plus account and starting a new one, and they just forgot – But that's what it usually is. So I always encourage people to remember to write that down. (laughs) Keep it somewhere safe because these days we all have lots of different online personas, uh, accounts, passwords, logins, tons of them. It's very easy to forget them and spare yourself the agony of not being able to log in just because of something you just honestly forgot.
0: Hmm. Now, I've seen people um – Posting questions like this on, like you mentioned, IFFG, Infinite Flight fan group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The game is saying content is only available when downloaded from Google Play. What do I do? Um, <laughs> can you tell us why that might be sort of a crazy question for someone to ask
1: someone who works for Flying Development Studios? <laughs> to them, it's probably uh, they know why they got that error message. Um, the only way that message is possible is when a person has installed a invalid copy of the app. Uh, It's kind of a nice way of saying pirated. Right. So what does
0: that mean? Let's go, let's, let's boil it right down to the lowest common denominator. Nobody understands what you just said. So what does that mean? Someone's installed a a copy that's not legitimate.
1: They went and found, maybe a friend sent it to them, uh, a file of the app that says, hey, everything's unlocked. You can have everything in here. And they go, wow, cool. And they install it, not knowing that they're accepting uh, an invalid copy. There's other places online. I don't want to mention by name because I don't like giving them any more press than they already have. But we've all seen the uh, websites that say, hey, get get an unlocked copy of the app. Don't pay. Everything's Mm -hmm. free. There's plenty of sites like that. And they distribute paid apps for free, which is not cool, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And for one, it's distributing something that a lot of heart and soul and work has gone into. And, you know, like Matt, Philippe, and our other anonymous, uh, anonymous developers who don't like their names mentioned, but there are, there is at least one other, they Work really hard on this stuff. So, when something they worked hard on and are depending on, this is their day job, you know, this is their lifeblood, and someone's getting it for free. It, it can irk anybody a little bit, but it's something that I think we can all understand just happens, and there's no way to completely get rid of it. I mean, piracy happens, there's no stopping it completely. For sure. But, like that error message. That is a big red flag. The second I see an email that says Google, I got an error message that says uh, can't install content because it wasn't in, from Google Play. But I did get it from Google Play. OK, well, that's not in dispute. What what the message is saying is that the copy you're using is not from Google Play. Mm. At least it's not the one you bought. And that's why it doesn't work. It's invalid. So you have to delete that copy, go back, and install the one you said you, you bought. And right. then you won't have the problem. And that weeds out the people that are
0: uh, saying what they think you want to hear <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the right. people that are actually telling the truth.
1: Right. I don't know if they know what they're – I don't know if they did it on purpose. But you know, I can suspect that I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who, who think they can – because there's a little thing at the end of the error message. If you believe this is an error, contact support. Right. It's not. A, it's just not an error. <laughs> I'm not sure uh, have I'm not you, sure why that's so have even you, there.
0: Have you, even, have you encountered that actually being an error before, or is that just mean no. they're using a pirated copy, plain and simple? It's plain and simple. It's a pirated copy, period. Okay, so this is a copy of the game they haven't paid for. Guys, if you're, right. if you're what David said is right. Matt and uh, Philippe and these guys are working literally around the clock in some cases, um, trying mm-hmm. to make this game the best they can for you, and really I, I don't it's not an expensive game uh compared to any other flight sim sims mm-hmm. that even hold a candle to it. so um you know, pay the couple bucks that it takes to play it, and um they've gotta make a living just like the rest of us do so um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: now, speaking of making a living and uh, things being free or paid. Mm-hmm. By far, the thing that people do the most whenever developers post something on Facebook, the Infinite Flight guys, is they start mm-hmm. requesting aircraft and features. And a lot of the time, saying, make it free. <laughs> yes. So that <laughs> would drive me, again, to throw my laptop out the window. Um, <laughs> you know, they even they did me a solid and they posted a little ad for uh, FlightCast. And the first thing people started doing was asking for libraries and aircraft for the game. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I, I saw that. Gu- guys, that has nothing to do with what they're posting. So can you give us some feature requests, do's and don'ts? I mean, l- feature requests are a legitimate
1: thing to do, right? Absolutely. Um, so how do we do that? Well, first of all, uh, the development team definitely wants to hear that feedback. It's, uh, it drives a lot of the content that is going to be worked on. Uh, what people don't know is that they go, hey, oh, I have this brilliant idea. I want to see this. What they don't know is, well, pretty much everything's been suggested. But that doesn't mean we don't want to hear it. However, the most constructive way for a person to do that, any fan, is to visit the uh, visit the user voice page that we have or the community. I'll start with the uh, user voice page, which is what everyone's used to seeing where they can send the feedback through the button in the app. They open up a feature request and go, hey, I want an Airbus A320, for example. And really? People want the Airbus A320? Yeah, I think a couple people do.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what, what they don't realize is they open a new request and they put their one or two whatever votes on it and go, cool, thanks. I think it's a great idea. I hope they do it. That's cool. It is a good request, and we are doing it, by the way. But the problem is they just threw their votes away by doing something like that because that is an extremely popular request that is already existing with over 10,000 votes. And what got that noticed in the first place to get done or get the work to the point that it's going to be coming soon is that those vote numbers got really, really high. So when they opened a duplicate, they took votes away from that big total – and threw them down a hole that no one's ever going to see, because right. you, what, what are you going to see more—a tower ten thousand feet tall or someone's basement?
0: Right. So, so I, now you mentioned user voice, and you know I've used back uh, when this all started. I've used the button to do a feature request. Let's mm-hmm. say, um, let's pretend that button doesn't exist for a minute. Um, can they get there uh, in a web browser?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. They can go to feedback.flyingdevstudio.com. And that'll take them right to the, or just search user voice. I've, I've found it on Safari or any other browser by just typing in infinite flight features. And uh, it's usually at the top there of links that you can get to. But it's Great. easy to find. It's, it, it's, uh, Available all the time. I go through it and look at it a lot. In fact, I look at it every single day, sometimes a few times a day myself, trying to move those duplicates into the main request that's actually being tracked because it's noticeable. But I can't see them all. There's over 75,000 now.
0: Wow. Okay, so uh, guys, we'll put the link to that uh, user voice section of the website Mm -hmm. uh, into the comments for the episode. Um, and now where do we go to open a help ticket?
1: That would also be the same. Can I back up just a little bit? Yeah. I sure. want to backtrack. The community forum is where they can also put their interests or requests into, into the, into the, the pool of everybody else's. In fact, they go to, you can go to the infinite flight community and go to the features category, search first and you'll probably find that somebody's already requested it, and then you add your comments and and whatever else you want, such as a library request. You'll find A320s in there, and there's a request with just probably hundreds of comments by now. Those are as good as votes, those comments. There's no voting in the community. So I just kind of wanted to clarify the difference between the two and let them know that the community one is really a good way to go in the features category. Just uh, when you do open a new one, make sure it's only one thing at a time, not, you know, 8320, uh, uh, 767 with American Airlines, and I want this region, and I want tire smoke. Putting all those things into one makes it really difficult, if not impossible, to track each individual request. So one at a time is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. And I think uh, something you mentioned, you just
0: skimmed over, but I just want to highlight it. Um, mm-hmm. When, and I I think this applies in the uh, beta testing area, when you said search for it first. Mm -hmm. So in the testing environment, the devs would go nuts, Matt and Philippe and, uh, you know, mysterious man. Um, (laughs) They'd go crazy if the beta testers were constantly opening new tickets Mm -hmm. for issues they found if they didn't search for it first.
1: That's so, true. Yeah.
0: You know, okay. I found a, a glitch where, um, all of the airplanes are black and I can't see the library at all. Hmm. And so then, you know, I've logged that and then David goes on there and says, Hey, what's going on? All the airplanes are black. Just wanted you guys hmm. to know. And it's like, okay, let's condense that down. So that applies right. to the community forum as well. It I really think does a, a search. Can really, really help, and not only help the developers but help you guys in getting like David said, getting your votes in, letting them know that this is a really important thing because all of a sudden this one thread has grown to almost a thousand comments, yeah, and instead of your thread just being lost and someone you know the 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 forums can be a very nice place to be, and they can be um sometimes not a nice place to be. And I think that's, I'm going down a, a rabbit hole here, but the, <laughs> the, I think that sometimes again boils down to, um, the fact that we're global. Um, mm-hmm. it comes down to, uh, language barriers. It comes down to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, cultures, cultural cultures. differences. And, yeah, and yeah. the fact that again, we can't see each other and we're communicating Um, with our keyboard, and it's very easy Mm. to say something when you can't see the person's face. It is. Um, So it's easy to just toss Mm. a comment out there. Um, So odds are, and this is unfortunate, but if you post something that's already been posted 500 times, you're probably going to get somebody telling you, uh, possibly in in a not very nice way, to beat it. (laughs) it could happen i
1: suppose i i wouldn't do that but yeah no of course we wouldn't do that, right <laughs>
0: but it, that's that's a just the the point is go ahead and search for it first odds are yes. somebody has said something about it and you can say hey that's a great idea and actually if you don't have anything to add to the um, to the thread if all you're going to say is yeah cool i want that too just hit the like little, it. just hit the little
1: heart button and like it mm-hmm. yeah it, it, that's a great that's a really good point to put out there like it. When you don't have a lot to say, hit the heart, hit the like button. Those count. For sure. We, we see those totals. We, in fact, we see those totals a lot more than we are going to see each individual comment because there's just way too many. I could, it's easy to see, right? Yeah, it's very easy to see because you see likes and there's a number next to it or the hearts. There's a number next to it on for, that we can see. Right. And that's important. We want to know what you like. Okay, so we've talked about uh, the uh,
0: feedback. Uh, website, So which is the, the user voice site. We've talked about yes. the community and then you were going to make a comment about, okay, I want to open a help ticket. Something's not right. I can't find my answer on the community forum. What do I do? How two do I things. talk
1: to David? Right. Two ways to go. Uh, one, if you, I, I'm not awake 24 hours a day and I don't have my, my, my iPad on, Come on. 24 hours a day. Come I try. On. I really do. My wife yells at me at three o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm saying, well, I got this guy on the other side of the planet. hes I feel bad because he can't get it working. So, But I can't be there all the time. So the community is a great way to seek out and find help from others who very well may be in the same region as you and have an answer to your question and may know exactly how to help you. The other way, if you're not so comfortable doing that, just going out and seeking a general – forum of help and you want more one-on-one then the user voice might be uh, the best option there which is also through the feedback.flyingdevstudio.com except in that case when you get to the page you'll click on the contact support button and then open a ticket it's important to always include the specific device information what's the make the brand the model what version of android is it what, or what version of ios is it um When and where did you download the app from? That can mean a lot, especially if it's not from Google Play or iTunes. (laughs) But is the device modified? Sometimes people use custom ROMs. Now we're getting to technical stuff. Honestly, I don't really even understand how it affects some of the time, but I know that the developer guys do, and that's something they want to know. So if there's a custom ROM, write it down, say what it is. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you don't have a custom ROM, so forget it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anything you can think of, and a reproducible scenario, right? Try as briefly as you can what you did, what led up to it, what happened, and what you tried to resolve it. So that helps because sometimes we're not going to know. I get most tickets. I get at this. They're going to say screen went black. Please fix it. Or right. I have a I have a bug. It's not working. I paid a lot of money for this. Please fix it. I'm um, like, fi- fi- fix what? <laughs> what? I don't know what you mean. Need what are you doing? <laughs> yes. Be descriptive as as you can and as detailed as you can without writing a little novel. Now, if people need
0: to, if people know their device info, is mm-hmm. that helpful for you as well?
1: It, De- what do you mean by no other um, device so
0: info? if people know what de- exactly what device they have maybe what software it's running uh, so for oh, example yeah. if they've got an iPhone 6s that's running iOS whatever yes all of that stuff is that
1: helpful yes that helps that's uh, very helpful okay. make that's basically that we're right there we're talking about make model and operating system which got is it. like apple ipad iOS 9.0.2, right? For just example. And if you don't know how to find that stuff, just Google it. Google it, or go to your device, open the settings, find the About, and it'll be in there. Hmm. Is that pretty
0: ubiquitous across most devices? The how to it, find those things.
1: Just about, yeah. Okay. I found it's it's fairly universal. Uh, there are of course some differences where the menus might be laid out slightly differently with other brands I'm not familiar of, mostly with Android. With Apple, it's very uniform, very easy.
0: All right, let's switch gears a little bit. We've had some questions come in on Facebook. I always like to ask our community, speaking of this great community that we have, and toss it out there. And uh, here are some of the questions that have come in. So you ready? Hit me. All right. So our buddy John Preston wants to know, what you think of the overall live experience
1: and the implementation of live air traffic control in the game? Hmm, good question. Hi, John. I t- I've interacted with uh, him many times on the forum or Facebook and whatnot. He's an active user for sure. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> I think I've seen him follow me once in a while online too. But uh, <laughs> So uh, I think it's amazing. This is something that we you just don't have with other apps, especially mobile. There are... That yeah, X Plane has an online feature, but I've tried it, and I don't want to bash them or anything, but I really had a so impression of it. You know what I mean? It didn't excite it's me. It's okay. You're in a
0: safe place here, David. You can. Yeah. It's not like we're going public with this or anything. Right. You can just speak your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I don't want to be mean
1: to them because you know I used to love their stuff, but the, it's a great, it's a great flight sim. It Nobody's is. disputing that for sure. There we go. So this. Our Infinite Flight Live is really become something amazing. I I think we all knew it was going to be fun and it was going to be very interesting before it all started. Even when I was uh, doing the early testing, uh, the community of testers online, we were all enjoying interacting with each other, going, wow, this is so new, so different. People are going to just love it. And they did. And I just, you know, what do I think about it? it? It's, I can't think of a better... Way to go! Fly on a flight sim than with other people from around the world, and having the air traffic control in there, where another person, live human being from who knows where in the on the planet, is telling you descend to flight level one eight zero. You know what I mean? It's oh, cool for
0: sure, for sure. And y- you know what this this is completely weird. I think, but my everybody has their. Their thing, so you know, you love being vectored, and that's like mm-hmm. amazing, right? Mm-hmm. The my my favorite is when, and this is okay. we you're first of all, don't judge me for liking this. You're <laughs> listening to a, a podcast right now about a flight simulator. Okay, so we're all geeking out on airplanes here. We are a so healthy family of nerds. Exact. Thank you. Yes. Am, so I'm damn proud of it. <laughs> there you go. So. <laughs> My, I had these two things, either I'm sitting at the hold short line Mm -hmm. and to see out my flight deck window, somebody coming in for a landing Mm -hmm. and passing, you know, passing that, uh, the cockpit window or being the one that's on final and seeing somebody sitting there at the hold short line. It's like somebody's actually playing this game, waiting for me to, you know, make my landing. Yeah. And get off the runway so that uh-huh. they can continue on with their journey. So it's like, you know, we've all had that experience now. You, your experience is sure. much more terrifying, obviously, <laughs> but of sitting in, a, in an airplane and seeing this ginormous piece of machinery falling out of the sky in a controlled way. <laughs> and it's just a, and this, this is the second
1: best thing to it, you know? It really is. I, I think that's just some of the coolest stuff. We're flying in formation with people. I, yeah. I actually do enjoy it when somebody comes up and flies near, near me. I don't like it when they fly through me <laughs> or, <Right. laughs> or, you know, but yeah. I like it when there's someone there flying nearby or even just kind of like politely pulls up into a formation. I don't mind. I think that's, no, I think that I. is so cool. I'm a, I'm always a little bit um, flattered by it actually. Yeah. I was like, Hey, they want to fly near me. Yeah. Why not? Why? Well, yeah, exactly. Why not? It's, I think everybody can appreciate, you know, keep a safe distance maybe. Sure, and when you're approaching
0: the airfield, maybe back off a little bit and, you know, exactly. follow instructions. Or, or if you're at a, a unicom field, I guess you call it, yeah, um, you know, space yourself out a little bit.
1: Make some space on the land. That's the only thing that will bug me to, be, to tell you the truth is when people were following me but then also land right on top of me. It's like, dude, no, no, no. It goes from great to terrible in a matter of seconds. (laughs) Right. And it's really it's not that they're doing anything right or wrong. It's just my perception because and and it's their perception. They're probably thinking, Oh cool, we're gonna land together. And I'm like, oh no, wait, hey, it was nice flying with you, but please give me some room. So you there's no way to communicate that. And I know people have ideas, but that's going down a whole new topic. And but for the time being, it's uh, probably a good idea just to kinda do a 360, you know? Sure. <laughs> On final. Right. So our buddy Zachary,
0: or as I refer to him, the Tish, has asked the million-dollar <laughs> question. Do you enjoy your job working with people to assist them with customer service and event coordination?
1: So there it is. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. This is – I live for this, really. I mean everybody has has to work. You know, most people, I suppose. And yes. there's nothing better than your job being something you wake up going, I love doing this. And that's where I am every single day. It's the first thing I think of when I wake up. It's the last thing I think of when I go to sleep. And I love it. Amazing. It's a lot of fun. And I, and I try to be very sympathetic because I know people are – they don't always know what to do. And that's why they're probably sending in a ticket asking for help. So I've stayed up till 5, 6 o'clock a.m. through the night to wait for their replies because I know where they are. They just want to play. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not healthy for me to do that, but I just want to, I just want people to know that I really do sit there and wait for your reply. Cause I want to help you. I put my life on hold sometimes to, to get you back up and running and at least get a smile back on your face. You know what I mean? Well, then I should say, thank you, David's wife. <laughs> and family for <laughs> for putting up with all of us who need help with our flight sims sometimes. There's no one to blame but myself. I don't have to do that. I don't blame anybody, but I, I love what I do so much that I, I'm fine with it. Fantastic. Um, Zaid
0: asked, when people contact you with issues, um, how do you know if it's pirated or if it's the real App Store version? So <laughs> I know we've talked about this a little bit already. Um, we talked about Android specifically, but... Um, I know that if you have a jailbroken iPhone, then uh, I'm assuming that we could run into the same issues. Can you kind of Mm -hmm. um, comment on – is there a way for you to know other than what they tell you? Um,
1: I usually know almost immediately by the way they've described the problem, whether or not it's pirated. It's a matter of being sure more than anything. So I may sit here and think, oh, I'm confident. I know it's pirated. I'm not going to necessarily respond immediately with my – Judgment on that, but Apple, of course, is different. Uh, Android, it's really obvious. They'll usually say, "I can't download anything." I only, whenever somebody says, "I can only use the Cessna 172 in San Francisco," <laughs> okay, well, that's because you have a pirated copy. I know that immediately, right? Uh, and that would be true too for Apple, uh, but you're not going to get obviously the Google Play error on Apple but that would be with say a jailbroken device and jailbreaking and again I got to be careful cuz I don't want to give away too much of what I what <clears throat> my uh experience is and how I know these things cuz I don't want to give any I don't want to give that one person out of a billion who's sitting there going how can I get around him and, and 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 find a way in to pick it apart you know what I mean you know what let me just give you this
0: opportunity to uh just say a complete sentence with a website, and I'll just bleep it out.
1: Um, how about...
0: I, I got... There. There it is. So you can go over to... And you can download your pirated copy of Infinite Flight. <laughs> and then when you open a support ticket, David can bop you over the head with your
1: device. Mm-hmm. And then we'll all just carry on. It's usually the same scenario. It's like, but I did get it from Google Play. Well, I know. I didn't say you didn't get it from Google Play. I'm just saying the copy you're using isn't from Google Play and not the one that you got from Google Play. It's somebody else's. I've actually had people – this is kind of funny. I've had somebody who would say, I got a message that says can't connect to iTunes on my Android device while I'm trying (laughs) trying to download an airplane. Well, there's your first problem. I'm like, well, that's because you have an Apple APK. (laughs) On your Android device. First of all, it's like, oh my gosh. And the guy just argued with me over and over that, no, it's a legitimate version. It's like, that's not possible. You're like, you might as well be trying to argue the world is flat at this point. It's just, no, sorry. Uh, And it it happens on occasion. That's really rare, but it, it can happen. Apple products, you're only going to have the problem if it's jailbroken, and that's usually because there's something wrong with your version of the iOS that is installed at the time of the jailbreak. And I'm not going to give anybody any tips on how to beat that. There's already plenty of information on how to do that, but I will know most of the time. There you go. David will know. (laughs) Most of the time. So
0: Sean wants to know, what is the stupidest question you've ever seen related to Infinite Flight? We all know you've had your share. <laughs> oh gosh! You boil it down to the stupidest. It's, this is kind
1: of that's a slippery slope, isn't it? Um, <laughs>
0: it is. How do you answer and of that? Cu- of course, we don't want to make anybody feel bad. Right. So uh, maybe you can talk in general terms here. Gosh, it, I mean, to me, I would think it's got to be the the pirated. Uh, it, it is people asking questions
1: who have a pirated version. The one that I thought was by far the most bizarre. I just don't want to say stupid. Maybe it's stupid, but the person who had an Android device and says he got the error on his Android device that says it uh, cannot connect to iTunes. It's just, it's like plugging in a game that you bought for your Xbox into your PlayStation and not knowing why it doesn't work.
0: Or even maybe even to go farther with that, or, or further, I should say. <laughs> you you have your Nintendo DS cartridge, <laughs> and you're trying to play it on your PS4. It, there you go. It is that. Right. It is right. It's that it, obvious that you. It this. just isn't going to work, and everybody else knows
1: it, but you. Yeah, and it's hard because you don't want to make them feel bad, but at the same time, you, you can't help but shake your head, roll the eyes just a tiny bit, and g and say. Gosh, man, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, you're going to have to delete that and go back to the appropriate store to reinstall with the same account that you used to buy it.
0: This might come as a shock to you, but if you're using an Android, you should buy it for Android. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's important. (laughs) (laughs) It's an important piece of the puzzle. Just a minor detail. (laughs) So uh, Ian, who always has tons and tons of questions, he's asking, uh, okay, and and I kind of want to go off of Ian's question a little bit, but he's saying, (laughs) do you have to decode a lot of bad English, grammar, and broken English? And when we say bad, I think um, what Ian's talking about is uh, maybe improper use of English, because again, we've got a a global following here, Mm -hmm. Um, and we see it on IFFG, and we see it on every single post that infinite flight makes on their Facebook page. So, um, you know, do do you see a lot of that? And, and with the cross cultural stuff, how do you navigate that? How do you mitigate it?
1: Well, you know, first, if this is a worldwide community now that we're we're all infinite flight from different places, uh, and a lot of places really far away with cultures, I've never have no, I have no familiarity with, so it's going to happen. It doesn't mean anything bad, of course. It's but yes, I'm gonna see. I do see (laughs) messages that say, "I have copy working was before he said now I can't." (laughs) And and I and I I read it and I try and and I and I laugh at it not because of the person. I don't think any less of them. I laugh at it because I don't understand (laughs) what they're saying, and I know they're trying. I know they're trying. The fault may lie sometimes
0: on Google Translate (laughs) not being able to properly decode what it is they're saying, right? That
1: is probably the major cause almost all of the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's think of it this way, too. In aviation, at least I've been trained to know that the official language is English in aviation. Everybody speaks English. Of course, you know, they get said you can return to to speaking Japanese once you leave our airspace or whatever. I don't know how that all works exactly, but... You know what I'm talking about, I think. Uh, neither do I. Let's pretend that's how it is. Okay. Well, I've seen it on TV. <laughs> so There you go. That the, must be true. <laughs> it has to be. It was, a history ch- it was a history channel. Come on. Aliens. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, All right. No, I'll accept there that. There were aliens at the first Thanksgiving. Didn't you know that? <laughs> I've gone way off track there. I but hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewind a bit. The um, there There's going to be language barriers, and I try my best. I, I can't – I can easily spend several hours a day – using a translator to try and go back and forth. So I just don't. And uh, we treat it the same way as we do where English is the official language. And that means you need to communicate your your problem in English, at least as best as you can. No one's going to fault you for it being poorly worded. I mean, it's probably Google's fault. We get it. We're going to try and understand it. Sometimes I get a message. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just don't understand what you're saying. Like that gibberish I was Mentioning a while ago, a moment ago, that actually has happened many times, but yeah, I got to decode, but usually the keywords are there and I can get through it.
0: All right. So David, before we let you go, um, can you give us a little glimpse into the life of David Israel outside of infinite flight? What do you love to do in your spare time?
1: I love to run naked through a laundromats with hamsters duct taped to my thighs. Oh, amazing answer. Yeah. Dude. I'm making notes. I, I don't I don't think anybody that else – sounds did. like a blast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously though, uh, and yes, I am joking. The daily life for me really does, even when I'm not working, is about infinite flight because <laughs> I love the flight sim. I'm almost always flying. I'm online doing something or uh, – hard to say. I mean, other than the infinite flight – Uh, I do music. I make music, Uh, electronic, with a focus on ambient electronic. Under the name my alter ego, uh, Smite Matter. I couldn't for a minute second there. I almost said something totally different for some reason. (laughs) Not sure. Well,
0: let's we'll make sure we get the name of the band right. So you you it's Smite Matter and uh,
1: that's awesome. Where where can where can we listen? uh, You can find uh, my music on Spotify. It's available. Pretty much everywhere. Any digital retailer like iTunes, Amazon, eMusic, Rhapsody. It's all there, except for Pandora for some reason. I don't know why, but it's a, it's all over the place. And I do it on my iPad. I make all my music from cradle to grave, you know, from the first note to the final master, all done on my iPads. On iPads? Yep, completely. All using synthesizer software and a MIDI keyboard And my headphones, my mic, my, my speaker, (laughs) it's a little, you just go, you just go into your own little world with your headphones on and you just create. Usually. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a, I have a really nice monitor that I use so that I can actually make sure I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into any technical details, but to make it sound right. So one piece isn't too loud. I, I have my monitor, a really good one that, uh, lets me do it and it's all digital. So. It really doesn't matter what you're doing it on these days these things are computers so yep. people are doing it on laptops with things like pro tools i just happen to be using a different brand sure um
0: well uh, before we let you go david is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know while you've got your, your the mic in your hand
1: uh, just thank you everybody uh, it, this was actually a lot of fun i'm glad i got a chance to do this and it's I'm not what you're doing, Jason. By the way, this is another great example of the community just exploding and making it more interesting and fun, and bringing more people in together. So I think it's oh, just it's my pleasure. It's just great, and every single person online. I, it's fun to play. It's fun to get on there with you guys, and don't be afraid to open a support ticket. Just uh, do what you can to get that basic troubleshooting done yourself, just for you because you'll probably find you can solve your own problems a lot quicker. But I'm here for you.
0: (laughs) If in doubt, have you tried turning it off and on again? Yeah. Ask yourself that.
1: But I'm here for you. I'm here for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) David, thank you so much for joining me. It's been awesome. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. We'll let David play us out with a track from his album Chapters called Cecilia Ran Away from Smite Matter. That was Infinite Flight Community Manager, Test Pilot, and Head of Tech Support, David Israel. If you have more questions for David after today's chat, please leave them in the comments for this episode, on the Infinite Flight community forums, or on Facebook. If you have a technical support question for David and you're not sure what to do, you should probably go back to the beginning of this interview and give it another listen. Be sure to head over to smitematter.com and smitematter.bandcamp.com to listen to all of David's music. Thanks as always for listening. If you haven't already, head over to the App Store or Google Play and download Infinite Flight. Please tell your friends about FlightCast and visit flightcast.audio for more information. We would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a great review. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash flightcastaudio and on Twitter at flightcastaudio. If you have any ideas for FlightCast, please leave them in the comments. FlightCast is brought to you by Linkhouse Media on the web at linkhousemedia.com. To cover the fine print, FlightCast is not affiliated with Infinite Flight or Flying Development Studio. I'm Jason Rosewell. Thanks for listening, and happy landing On today's episode, I'm excited to have with me from Tacoma, Washington, test pilot, community manager, and head of customer
1: and technical... Support. Blah. Let's do that one again. <laughs> but, it's uh, where were we? I just, my yeah, train derailed. Yeah, you start that one there again? There it was.
0: Yeah, my train derailed. Good. Well, I need, I, you haven't given me any bloopers for the end yet, so I need some. Okay, um, good. Uh, good. So, let's see. The, the question was uh, I'll just oh. read, yeah, but so, how is feature request do's and don'ts. So, did I hear a
1: Friggin cuckoo clock or something in the background wow. like, at one point you might have that's like in an it's in another room on the other side of a door but yeah there is a cuckoo clock in the house <laughs> unless unless i have I'm a- tourette's